Hey podcast peeps, Randy here. Got something really uh, uh, special for you today. This is the audio from a keynote speech that I did maybe a month ago in Vienna, Austria. Uh, the company I was speaking at is called Lavi Lights, which is actually a Hungarian company, but they do business all over Europe and the Middle East. And I did the opening keynote for their convention. So for you guys in Germany and Austria and uh, Italy and all the places where English is your second language, you'll like the pace of it. For you gringos who have English as your native tongue, you might want to use that feature where you can speed up the, the audio if you desire. For the simple reason of this, uh, I was being translated into 10 languages uh, because they had people from all over the region there. So 10 different uh, simultaneous uh, interpreters. So when you, if you're a professional speaker, one of the things you understand is, hey, when you're getting translated, you've got to slow things down a little bit. You've got to give some pause, give it some breath, uh, dial back maybe uh, iconic uh, or in, you know, speech uh, idiosyncrasies in one language or another. You have to be gentle with humor because things don't always translate well. So because I was being done into 10 different languages, I certainly slowed it down a little bit. So if you're a gringo, you might want to speed it up. If not, listen the way it was. Uh, but I think you'll really get a lot out of the topic because we revisit the subject of breakthroughs and more specifically, how you can create your next one. Let's talk about breakthroughs. One of my favorite subjects because breakthrough is when we transcend a certain level, a certain rank, and we go through with speed and passion and intensity and we achieve something much greater than perhaps we thought we were capable of. And that's what this convention should mean for you. I hope you will set a goal that by the time you leave here, you will have had your next breakthrough. You will have learned the knowledge that you came to seek. You will have developed a new skill. And more importantly, that you will have expanded your belief to a level that takes you through to that next breakthrough. And if we define breakthrough, like in the military definition, that would be if you were at war with an adversary, they have a, a line of troops and then you somehow break through the line and then you get behind the line you can encircle them that's usually we say if you have a breakthrough you're going to win the battle and i think breakthrough in the context of what we're talking about today for you guys in this magnificent convention center is breaking through your limiting beliefs breaking through 
your limited expectations. Breaking through a, a, a method of thinking of incremental growth, of steady, slow growth, that you may decide, now I can do something much greater, much bigger. I came to Vienna for a breakthrough. And when I leave Vienna, I will have that breakthrough. I will manifest that breakthrough. All right. Now, as you think of this breakthrough, and I want you to do that all day today, every time you see a session on stage, I want you to ask yourself, does this contain my next breakthrough? Is that story of that man or that woman who is telling their history on stage, is that my story? Is the lesson that they learned the lesson that I must learn? Is that my breakthrough? When someone's up here talking about a skill set, how to meet people, or how to make invitations, how to present the products in a more compelling way. I want you to be asking that question. Is that my breakthrough in here? What is the thing I need to transcend and achieve that next breakthrough? And as you ask those questions, I want you to remember the most important question that you heard today, and that was this morning, when Tibor was first up here, and he said, you know, where are we now? Where are we going to go for the future? And then he asked that question. He said, how big is the universe? How big is the universe? So please remember that question from Tibor. As you look at your breakthrough and you're trying to decide, because I think we play small. Sometimes we, we don't believe in ourselves enough. We don't give ourselves enough credit. We think we only can achieve a certain amount when actually we're capable of achieving much, much, much greater things. I will tell you the person who gave me that experience, and I'm hoping that I can give you that same experience. I was 15 years old, and I was in a jail cell. I was in jail for armed robbery. At 15 years old, I was a teenage alcoholic. I was a teenage drug addict. I made a lot of really bad choices. So I was running with gangs, was breaking into stores, robbing restaurants, robbing stores, and I got arrested. And I was sitting in jail. Days and days go by, I'm sitting in jail thinking about my life. And then I hear some keys in the door, and the door opens and a man walks in. He's a school teacher. 
and he happens to be the father of a girl that I used to go to school with. She dated my best friend, David. And so she went home and she told her father, Randy's in jail, you have to help him, you have to save him, go see him, how can we help Randy? So he comes into my jail cell and he had never met me, but he came in to talk to me because his daughter asked him to. And he said something to me that were some of the most profound words I've ever heard in my life. But they were very simple words. Words that I want to share with you. He told me, you don't belong here. You're capable of great things. You don't belong here. You're capable of great things. I thought, this guy is crazy. This guy has no idea who he's talking to. Doesn't he realize who I am? Doesn't he realize what I've done? Doesn't he realize there is no future for me? I'm 15 years old and I'm already in jail for robbery. And I told him, thank you, that's nice to say, but I think you're crazy. <laughs> I don't think you understand who I am, what my life is like, what got me here in this jail cell. He said, I know you better than you know you. I've talked to your teachers. They tell me that your reading comprehension skills are above college level. They tell me that you skip school for three weeks straight and then you show up for one day and you take a test and you pass the test. You're actually a very smart guy. You don't belong here. You are capable of doing great things. And I so desperately wanted to believe that, that I believed that. And listen to this. Because I believed that, it was true. Do you get that? Do you really get that? I was so desperate to believe it that I believed it. And because I believed it, it came true. And that's what the Lavi Lights Convention can mean to you. There are things that will happen. We had a great uh, uh, leadership session yesterday, all day meeting with some of the leaders, and we talked about how events like this build belief. Build belief in a way that you cannot get in any other way. You need to make sure that you really convey this to everybody in your organization that the next major event for Lobby Lights, they are there. 
for the next Lobby Lights convention in 2019 that they are there, that they understand they can never miss a major event because things happen at an event like this that you can't get anywhere else. Yes, you're going to gain knowledge. Yes, you're going to learn new skills. You're going to get education about the science behind the products. But you're also going to get something. But you can get those in other places. What you can't get in other places is the belief that an event like this can create in your mind. Because this can't be duplicated on a local level, right? That, that spectacular show that we began with this morning at 11 o'clock, right? Was that amazing? See, I snuck in the back. I was behind those curtains and I was watching the opening, right? So I talked to Tibor before he went out and he said, I'm not a stage person. I'm so nervous. I'm trying to get ready. I'm not a stage person. (laughs) And I'm sitting back there watching him and I say, If he's not a stage person, then Elton John must not be a stage person either. (laughs) (laughs) He's a natural out here, right? He belongs out here. And your team needs to see him out here. And that's why these conventions are so important. When they see the genius of who he is, of what he's created here for you, that's powerful, intoxicating stuff that they're not going to get anywhere else except if they're in the convention hall with you experiencing that. Right? So it's almost 40 years ago, I'm in a struggling business, and the telephone rings. I pick it up, and it's my business partner, Jimmy. And he says, what are you doing Saturday afternoon? I said, nothing, I don't think, why? He says, I want you to come over to my house and protect me. Protect you? Protect you from what? He said, well, I was at the the fuel station putting fuel in my car, and the guy on the other side of the pump started talking to me about making money. And so he's coming over to the house on Saturday afternoon to talk about making money. And I want you to be there to protect me in case he's Amway. I said, 
I say, <laughs> say, Amway? What's Amway? He says, you don't know what Amway is? I said, no, what, what's Amway? He said, it's that thing. That they draw all those little circles about making money? I said, Jimmy, I don't know anything about circles. I don't know anything about Amway. But if this is about making money, we need to make money. Because <laughs> we ain't making any money. He said, all right, come over. So Saturday afternoon, I come over. I'm at his house, and the guy shows up. He takes out a yellow notepad and a red pen. And he draws a circle <laughs> at the top of the page. And in that circle, he writes, you. And then under that circle, he drew five more circles. And under the five, he drew 25. And then 125. And 625. And 3,175. And then 15,000. And the next level was 78,000 circles. I could hear Elvis singing. <laughs> this was... <laughs> ah. <laughs> this was magic to me. Understand, remember, I was in a jail at 15 years old. At 16 years old, they threw me out of high school. I never went to college. I worked as minimum wage washing dishes in a pancake house, a pancake restaurant. I had never seen leverage in my life until that moment when he drew those circles. That was a breakthrough moment for me. Because it was a breakthrough in the window that I looked out at the world. It, that was a breakthrough because it expanded that window and allowed me to see what a big, bold, beautiful place the world could possibly be. It allowed me to see how big the universe could possibly be because of this very simple but very profound concept that we call leverage. And we talk about leverage every day in our business, right? Every one of you in this room, when you're talking to a candidate, what you're really talking about is how to get leverage. And that was a breakthrough for me because of every person in my family did the same thing that I did, which is they traded hours 
for currency. They gave one hour, they got one hour's worth of currency. If we worked eight hours, you got eight hours worth of currency. And the only way you got 12 hours worth of currency was you had to work 12 hours of physical labor. Every person in my family, that's what they had done for our entire history. My younger sister was the first person in my family who ever went to college. She was the first one. Right? So when I saw those circles, when I understood leverage, I knew this was something magical. So I got all excited and I, in those days when you joined the Amway Corporation, they gave you a three ring binder like this thick and it was filled with all the training things. And they would, you would, it would give you scripts and so you would call your friends and say, hello, I've got something I'm really excited about and I would like to share with you. What would be better? Tuesday night at 7 o'clock or Thursday night at 7.30. And I called all my friends. And they all were like, why are you talking so funny? <laughs> and some of them said, is this Amway? <laughs> but that was okay because in the binder it said, if they say, is this Amway, you say, what's Amway? <laughs> right? So, I, I'm calling on my friend, and, and some people are hanging up on me. Some people are making fun of me. Some people are telling me I'm stupid. Some people are saying, is this Amway? And I say, what's Amway? Anyway, I get 17 people who promise to come to my house on Tuesday night for my first meeting. So my sponsor is coming to my house and he's bringing his chalkboard. Some of you are going to have to Google that to see what it is. But they, he brought his chalkboard and his chalk so he could draw the circles for my 17 guests. So, it's five to seven. Two minutes to seven. 6.59 and a half. Looking out the window, maybe there's an accident, there must be traffic. <laughs> well, you know where I'm going with this. It was my first secret meeting. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> my first secret meeting. And if you haven't had your first secret meeting yet, it's coming. <laughs> but imagine if your first secret meeting was your first meeting, like it was for me. What would you do? Your very first meeting, nobody shows up. 99% of the people in the world, they would quit at the first secret meeting, was their first secret meeting. I didn't quit because that secret meeting gives us the first lesson in the breakthrough elements of a breakthrough. Which is what I want to share with you. What are the elements of a breakthrough that allow you to create a breakthrough? And when nobody showed up for that meeting, I could have quit, but instead, I made a different choice of thought. Because you know what I thought? I thought, I am the most ambitious person that I know. That was what I chose to think. I am the most ambitious person that I know. Because remember, I came from the restaurant business. So you know who my friends were? My friends were other cooks, other dishwashers, waiters, bartenders. We all went drinking every night. We all smoked. We all partied every night. That's who we were. That's who my friends were. And so when I had seen those circles and I saw the leverage, that was the, the connection back to that jail cell when that teacher told me, you don't belong here. You're capable of great things. And I made the connection, just as you guys in this convention hall can make that connection to know that the power of leverage that you can harness, that you can unleash with lavi lights is the power that allows you to be capable of great things. And that's the first element of a break, the first lesson that I learned from the the. the, the the secret meeting failure was the first important lesson about how you achieve a breakthrough, and that is this. I believe breakthroughs don't usually come from great successes. Breakthroughs are usually the results of great failures. Do you get that? Because how, how often do we achieve something amazing and then it causes us to have a breakthrough? 
I think when we achieve something amazing, we say, okay, yeah, great, I did it, I did it. I, you know, and we don't challenge ourselves because we just achieved something amazing. But when we fail at something, that's when we question ourselves. That's when we challenge ourselves. That's when we change focus, change direction, make new choices, make different choices, make better choices. And that's the first lesson I want you to think about is that the greatest breakthroughs usually come from the greatest failures. Do you realize there would be no Gamma Bright if Tibor didn't almost burn down the school? <laughs> Do you realize that? <laughs> There would be no lavi lights. There would be no products if Tibor almost didn't blow up the school when he was working with that ceramic and the oven and have that accident, right? Because the fact that he did that shows you his curiosity, his intellectual curiosity. And that's why he can go in the laboratory, why he can study as a chemist, and he can create the formulas that you guys are taking out to the world every day. But if he didn't have those mistakes, those failures, those challenges along the way, lobby lights wouldn't exist. So ask yourself, what is the failure that you've had that can be the impetus for your next breakthrough? Second element of a breakthrough I want to talk about. And I want to share another story to kind of demonstrate the point. Now, I didn't stay with the Amway Corporation, as you probably figured out. They have done pretty well without me. Uh, I think they did like eight or ten billion dollars last year. So they seem to have survived the fact that I eventually quit, right? <laughs> but so I looked for another opportunity along the way, and, and I was working in one, and I recognized, you know, people are not duplicating very well. I'm bringing people into the business but they're not bringing in as many people into the business, and then their people are not. I'm, I'm not seeing that one, five, 25, you know, this, this I, I wasn't seeing that. So I said, okay, what is the problem? And I felt the problem was there wasn't adequate training to show people the beginning stages of the business. Um, to get to a rank, we called it supervisor. I think it would probably be the equivalent of team builder rank with you guys, with your compensation plan. So I thought, I'm going to create, a, a, a sh I'm going to show people how to get to supervisor. So I'm going to do a training, we're going to call it supervisor school. 
And once a month on a Saturday, I'm going to take all day and I'm going to show people how they can get started fast and learn how to duplicate. So I started doing that for my team and I started to get a lot of supervisors. This was a very successful training. So this was the first beginning stages for me to develop my step-by-step duplicable system that you see and many of you have my books because I know they've been in German and Hungarian and so 25 different languages and I've seen the books here this weekend. Uh, that's how it started when I was creating this supervisor school. So then people from other lines heard about this school and said, hey, can we come to your supervisor school? I was like, sure, just you know, give us a couple of dollars for the meeting room costs and the donuts and you can show up. So they started showing up. Then people started flying from New York down to Miami and from Chicago down to Miami. And word was really spreading about this training, that this was really powerful. So one day the phone rings and it's the top distributor in the company in my line, the very number one guy, and he's calling me. And he says, I've heard about this supervisor school that you're doing, and I see the results that it's creating. I'm wondering, would you be willing, could I hire you to fly you to California and teach my team here this supervisor school that you're teaching all of your people? I, I was so honored, right? This was the top guy. I'm a little guy down at the bottom of the organization, and he's asking me to come and train his people. So I'm really honored about and I think this is my next breakthrough. But it wasn't my next breakthrough. So I fly to California. Him and his wife, lovely wife, they take me out to dinner the night before the training. And they just ask, you know, how are things going? How's things in your life? And I did what I always did at that point in my life, is I started complaining about all of the bad things that were happening to me and all of the negative things that weren't my fault. That was, I was such an innocent victim. <laughs> and I spent two hours at dinner regaling them with all of these stories. Right, like I say, it was the 31st of the month and my guy did an order and his credit card was declined. But we didn't know that his credit card was declined. Because remember, this is, there was no internet back then. You sent your paperwork in the mail to the company. So he sent an order in, the credit card didn't have enough funds, so it got rejected. So his order didn't go through. So the person who sponsored him didn't qualify at supervisor. So because they didn't qualify at supervisor, I didn't qualify at diamond. So that means I lost $4,000 in income because this one order got canceled, right? 
for two hours, that's all I'm doing. Bleh, bleh, bleh. All of the negative things, all the, you know, all of the tragedy that's happening to me. And my, you know, negative ex and my health challenges and, you know, all the economy and my stupid upline and my lazy sponsor and all of the things that are making me an innocent victim for two hours. Now, why did I do that? Because that's who I was at that point of my life. I was a professional victim. <laughs> you get that? A professional victim. It's a mindset you develop. And when you're a professional victim, you like to hang around with other professional victims. And then you like to tell each other your tragedy stories. So I would say, I didn't pay my electric bill. And the electric company, those mean people, they cut off my power and all the food in the refrigerator got spoiled. And then my friend would say, you think that's bad? My landlord evicted me. I'm sleeping on the street. And you just keep going back and forth and everybody wants to have a worse tragedy than the other person. And you know how mad you get when their tragedy is better than your tragedy? <laughs> so th that was my mindset. That was my life because that's where my thinking was at that point. That's why I say a lot of the breakthrough for you guys today, a lot of you, your breakthrough is going to come when you change the way you think. So anyway, I finished the dinner, two hours. We get into, we're getting into his car after the dinner. He had a beautiful red Mercedes convertible. He was getting in the driver's side. I was getting in the passenger side. And I remember he looked over the car and he said this question to me. He said, Randy, have you given any thought to what you're doing to cause all of these negative things to happen in your life? Have you given any thought to what you're doing to cause all of these negative things to happen in your life. I thought, time out. Wasn't he listening to what I just said for two hours? Didn't I just spend two hours explaining what an innocent victim that I am? Does he have no empathy? Does he have no heart? Is he heartless? I'm just grinding my molars. How could this guy say that? What a nasty thing to say. How could he be so mean? 
So how could he be so heartless? For three weeks, I'm grinding my teeth. Who does he think? Have you given any thought to what you might be doing? To three weeks. <laughs> so finally, after three weeks, I ask myself a different question. This was the breakthrough question. Because I asked myself, in all these health challenges you've had, in all these business failures you've had, all these tragedies in your life, the 11 negative dysfunctional relationships in a row, was there one person who was always at the scene of the crime? <laughs> I didn't like the answer to that question. I did not like the answer to that question. But that question was the breakthrough question for me. And that gives us the second element that's necessary for a breakthrough. The lesson for you in this room is, I believe that true breakthroughs never come when we look at external things, the true breakthroughs only come when we look at internal things. See, if I talked to most people in our profession, and I got you in the hallway, and I said, what do you need to create your next breakthrough? Almost nobody would say anything about themselves. Almost nobody in our profession, if I said, well, what do you need? What's the requirement? What element is necessary for you to achieve your next rank? your next big breakthrough. You know what 99% of the people tell me? The products are too expensive. The company needs to lower the price of the products. The compensation plan doesn't pay enough money. The company needs to pay more money in the compensation plan. The products are the wrong flavor. The shampoo has strawberry essence. 
But the people where I live, they like mango essence. If, if only Tibor would make mango lip balm, then I could have a breakthrough. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying, right? <laughs> We do, it's just human instinct. We look out there, we think it's the economy. We think it's the government. We think it's our lazy sponsor. We think it's President Trump. We think it's Emmanuel Macron. We think it's, you know, whoever. No. We got, I remember calling my sponsor early in my career and uh, I was complaining, you know, like I always did. Wah, 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 you know, and I was like, so I told him, I have these, all these people that I sponsor, they're so stupid, they're so ignorant, they're so lazy, nobody does anything. Because of course I would sponsor all these people and then I would follow up with them because I've sponsored you because I wanted to make more money. And I sponsored you because I wanted to make more money. And I sponsored you because I wanted to make more money. So I would call you and say, what are you doing to make me more money? Come on, I'm trying to get rich here. You need to work harder. You need to sponsor more people. You need to sell more products. I'm trying to get rich here. So... What kind of results do you think I was getting with that? Probably not so well, right? So I would say, so I would sponsor all these people and then I was waiting for them to make me rich. But of course, they were just modeling the behavior that I was demonstrating. So they would sponsor people and then wait for them to make them rich. So when I'm calling, you know, when I'm crying and complaining to my sponsor about how lazy my people are, and I say, I just want to find more people like me. <laughs> and you know what my sponsor said? He said, Randy, that's your problem. You did. <laughs> my sponsor cared enough about me to tell me the truth to cause me to look inside and that's where the breakthrough was just like this guy who brought me to California, when he's sitting there in the red Mercedes and he looks at me and he says, have you given any thought what you might be doing to create this negativity? I thought at that time he was being mean. But he wasn't being mean. He was showing me true love. He was showing me that he cared enough about me to tell me the truth. 
just as that teacher who came in my jail cell cared enough about me to challenge me and tell me my truth as he saw it. That's what you guys do in this room with everybody that you bring into your team. That's why I flew here all night on an airplane from Miami to talk to you guys. That's what I want to share with you, that you are capable of great things, that you can have these breakthroughs. But it's going to come because it's going to come out of failure. It's not going to come out of success. And it's going to come when you look internal instead of looking external. Third story, third element of a breakthrough. I'm coaching one of my leaders on a telephone call because he's kind of stuck. He's, he's not moving forward. He's just kind of plateaued at a rank, and he's very frustrated about it, so he's sharing with me. And he did what, of course, most of us do. He told me all of the reasons why he couldn't be successful because the company website wasn't good enough because the mobile app wasn't good enough, the product packaging wasn't pretty enough, the products were too expensive, comp plan doesn't pay enough money, his sponsor is lazy, all of the outside stuff. So I spent an hour counseling with him, like, is this really the problem, the outside stuff? Or is the problem the inside stuff. And I shared the stories that I've just shared with you about how I came to learn that my breakthrough was only going to come when I looked inside instead of looking outside. So he said, oh man, I got it. Yes, that's the breakthrough. It's true. I have to just decide. I just have to do it for myself. I have to believe in myself. It, you're right. There's other people selling these products for the same price, and they're already successful. There's other people working this same compensation plan, and they're already successful. And they have the same website and the same mobile app and the same brochures. And they're successful and I'm not. So I know that it's with me. And I thought, what? hallelujah. We had such a great breakthrough. So we're talking like, you know, for 10 more minutes. He's like, yes, I know. I just have to do this. I know that I'm capable of that. And I'm just going to apply myself and I'm going to stop beating myself up, and I'm going to stop giving up on myself. Great. I think, wow, this has been the best counseling session I've done all month. You know, this guy is really going to have a breakthrough. So 10 minutes later, I send him a WhatsApp message to ask him if he will organize the, the training that we do on Saturdays. You know, can he find someone to do the training? And he sends me back a note, and he says, I'm just not ready for that right now. Because, you know, I, I, have, to, I have to see, can, do I really have the talent to do this? Do I really have what it takes? And it was just, then he wrote this whole long message just filled with self-doubt. 
and disbelief. And I, what, I, I wrote back, what happened to the guy that I talked to 10 minutes ago? Who was so excited and knew that he was in charge and this was his destiny. Where did that guy go? How, who sent this message? What happened to that guy? And I recognized the third most important element of a breakthrough. And this is the single most important one. Make sure you really understand this. You cannot create a new breakthrough with old beliefs. You cannot create new breakthroughs with old beliefs. So you got to recognize, when you walked in here this morning at 10.30, you came in with a certain set of beliefs. Just like I was sitting in that jail cell with a certain set of beliefs about myself. You walked into this convention center this morning with a certain set of beliefs about yourself. And those beliefs you came in with will not allow you to create the breakthrough that you really came here for. So here's your homework for the rest of the convention. You're going to be asking yourself, what is the failure that I have experienced that I have learned a lesson from that taught me a new skill, created a new belief, a new way of thinking that I can harness to create my next breakthrough? Second question, what is the internal thing that I need to change to create my next breakthrough. Not my sponsor, not the comp plan, not the economy, not the weather, not, well, it's holiday season and business slows down until January. No, 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 no. I'm not looking at any of those things. I'm going to look inside myself and say, what is the thing internally that I must change to create my next breakthrough? And finally, the most important question you're going to ask yourself is, what are the limiting beliefs that I came in here with at 10.30 this morning that I'm going to get rid of? Because I recognize those beliefs no longer serve me. Maybe the belief is, I don't know enough people. You can change that belief because you can learn how to meet people. Maybe your belief is, well, I'm not good at inviting. But you could drop that belief because you can replace. That's a skill that you can develop. You might have had a belief, I don't know enough about this product line. But that belief doesn't serve you. 
Maybe your belief is, well, I'm not, I'm not so amazing like all those people up there on that stage. I don't have that kind of talent. That's a belief that doesn't serve you because every person you will see on this stage this weekend started where you did. They were nervous. They were shy. They didn't know a lot of people. They were afraid to be on a stage. They had self-doubt. But they took off those beliefs, just like you would take off a jacket. If it doesn't fit you, you take it off and you lose it, you give it away, and then you replace it with a new belief, a new belief that serves you. A belief that, yes, I can grow from my failures. Yes, I can look internally and find the things I need to change. And yes, I can question my beliefs, find the ones that don't serve me, and replace them with beliefs that do serve me because I came here to have a breakthrough. All right. I need to know who's with me on this. I need to know who came here for a breakthrough. All right. I know we got 10 different languages here being translated, so it takes a sec to get through. But I'm going to ask you, I want to know, are you willing to do the work to create a breakthrough? Yes? 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 All right, I'm going to ask you one more time. So you answer this in whatever language is yours, whatever word means yes in your language. I need to know who in this room is going to have their breakthrough. Are you willing to have your breakthrough today? Yes. All right, last question, think about this. As you think about your breakthrough, Tibor's question from this morning, how big is the universe? Peace. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you all. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture. Uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.